0: Good afternoon and welcome to Post to Post here on org. I am your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and this week, we actually have a three-man crew. <laughs> we have Ryan Kraft to my right, Nick Mattini to my left. Welcome back. Oh, Thank you. So... We missed you. No, you did <laughs> <it>. we, did. <laughs> we did. We did. We did miss you. So we have three people back, finally. It's you know a little bit more comfortable. Great. So we're going to come off with news. As of this afternoon, we have a few things to talk about. The first one is the Philadelphia Flyers fired their general manager, Ron Hextall, earlier today with the team coming off of a 6-0 loss to Toronto. he Hextall has had this gig for four and a half seasons. And the Flyers were 10-11-2 under the coach, uh, under new coach. And you know they've used five goalies this season. Do you think it was right to fire the GM for all this?
1: You know it, it's an interesting kind of situation, I, I, I think, because it, you can't really blame it on anybody. I, I feel like you said Exall's been around for about four and a half years now, four and a half seasons. He's been, he's
0: had the general manager
1: position. I mean, we talked about it. A couple, I know it was a couple weeks ago because I wasn't here for the past two weeks. But you know, I talked about sort of the downfall of Philly. And, you know, maybe that had to do with it a little bit. You know, the the last few seasons weren't the greatest. You know, there weren't far playoff runs. They weren't Stanley Cup runs, and that's what people are looking for.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't that long ago that they were in the final. They were in the final, what, two thousand and two thousand and
2: ten, which was almost 10 years almost ago. Almost 10 years ago, yeah.
0: Never mind, I feel old now. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, I don't think they did—Hexto I, I, Hextol hasn't done anything bad. And you know what? They're in a rebuilding position, so it's kind of surprising that they're going to just do a new GM. Uh, I think if you were going to do it, I would have just done the season, finished up the season, mm-hmm. because you are halfway there. Like, it, it's, it's December now. It's December next week. So, literally, Saturday, it's going to be December 1st. You are at the halfway point of the season. So— I, would, I don't know why you wouldn't have just finished it off, and then if you didn't like where the team was headed, you're doing a rebuild anyways. So I would have just kept Hextall for the remainder of the season, and then you would have scrapped him and the coach in the offseason. Sorry to
1: cut you off really quick, but I think Arizona should pick up on Hextall because that trade last
0: night, I don't know what they were thinking. Well, Ryan, what's your, pick up, what's your little thing on Hextall being fired? Usually you don't really... See the
2: general manager get fired in season because it's a lot hard. It's a lot harder to find someone to re- replace the general manager in season than it is to find a replacement coach. Because you just say, "Oh, the assistant coach is now the interim coach," or you pick up one of the or, many coaches or, that have been fired in the last or few, that. But few weeks. I don't necessarily agree with firing him at this moment in time. I would have done, as you said. Wait until the season ends. They're not expected to do anything anyway. And I just thought the, the timing was kind of weird because he, he did build up a, a team that has gone to the playoffs recently. So I, I didn't—because they made the playoffs last year. They, they yeah. lost to Pittsburgh, but they made the playoffs. And now all of a sudden, 20, what, 25 games in, they say, no, you're gone.
0: Yeah, I find it weird that they're doing this now, and with with what you said, Nick, that you know maybe Hextall should go to a different team. You know, and you mentioned Arizona. We're gonna move on from that, and Arizona made another trade, and I don't know what it is with Arizona. I don't know what they
1: Well, I was actually gonna say before, uh, user Melody one two nine just said that Garth Snow needs a job.
2: Garth Snow, no, he no. Does not. I, from what I heard. Garth Snow still has a job within the Islanders organization, and so does Doug Waite, but no one knows what it is. Did they specify what it was? They did not. They just said they were Custodial. they're being fired from their management positions, but they're staying in the organization. Don't know what that means. As that- long as they're not in charge of what players come and go... Like that's fine. If they want to like hand out hot dogs, they could do that. That's, oh, I, I
0: just said cool. the custodial staff. There you go. That's exactly what they're well, doing. Th- thank you, Mel. What is it? Mellowed one two eight. Yes. Thank you for your one two nine. One two nine. Well, Thanks, so Mom. Is that your mom? <laughs> that's my mom. Oh, Mom. Well, thank thank you, Mrs. <laughs> <Mom. laughs> crowd. Um, thank you. If anybody else would like to, who's watching? We will gladly take your question on Instagram, which is at post to post. If you would like to watch us, we are at post to post wcwp. Thank you, Ryan. We're live every week, so if you guys want to put a question in, go right ahead. I, do we have one? I believe. What's up? Do we have one? I didn't think we have another question. We but... have
1: another question. Uh, Real quick from Tom seven two eight. It's what are your thoughts on Johnson from Toronto? He torched Philly the other night. He did. He got career oh, hat trick no, out twelve he did. minutes. First
2: period. Yeah, that was what was it? Uh, second leaf to
0: do that. Second leaf to do I that, heard. that. Austin Matthews. In, well, yes, Matthews. <laughs> well, Matthews. The first. Did,
1: but, <laughs> but I mean. He, this kid's probably not gonna be No Austin Matthews. Oh, no, but still not. I think it's pure luck that maybe he just got it's, a, it's, lucky. It's a good yeah. thing,
0: you know, it's against Philly and we are talking about Philly, but now we're gonna move on from Philly mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about Arizona because I don't know what's wrong with Arizona. There's I, I something wrong with them. They last on Sunday night, very late, they traded Dylan Strom and Brendan Perlini to the Chicago Blackhawks for Nick Schmaltz. I don't know what Arizona was thinking. I don't either.
2: Not a clue. Strom is a former—he was drafted third overall, and Perlini, when he was drafted, was 12th overall. So they traded two top 15 overall picks, and they get back Nick Schmaltz, which I don't understand. They gave up on Dylan Strom which way too early. Which
0: all three of these guys who were involved in this trade were first-round picks, mm-hmm. former first-round picks. I don't know— For Chicago, Chicago won this trade, in my opinion, by a landslide. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know what Arizona, unless Arizona sees something we don't, and there's um, the only thing that, the first thing that comes to my mind when I see these names and I'm like, when you do a trade like that and you do it at such a late time, like it was very odd that it happened around like 11 o'clock last night. Mm -hmm. It was very weird. The only thing I could possibly think of that you would want to do a trade like that is it has something to do with the locker room etiquette. That's the only thing I could possibly That's, think of. Uh, for I think that. It's a
1: little bit of a stretch. But you never know what it could be. No, uh,
2: you never know. Yeah, but like, because they're not going to come unf- out and say, "Oh, he's not good in the locker room." Like, yeah,
1: we're unfortunately not in the locker room, and we're not, you know, moving around out there seeing what's going on between teammates and stuff. But looking at statistics, Brendan Perlini, uh, left winger, six foot three, two hundred eleven pounds. He's twenty two years old and twenty two games played. Uh, this year, he had six points in his career, 153 games played, 57 points. For Dylan <coughs> Strom, his career, 48 games, 16 points. This season so far, he's got six points in 20 games.
0: I, I Yeah, that's – no, they're good players. And it was – Chicago did get a really good return. But I just don't see what – like for Chicago, you got two good young players that will help the aging core and help you go build down the road. So that was good for Chicago. The thing with the thing that bothers me about this whole trade is the Arizona point of view of it, because Arizona, you know, they're known for their ludicrous trades. Mm-hmm. You know, every time you see some see a, a trade that people are like that actually happened, it ninety five percent of the time it has something to do with Arizona. I, this is the same team that has um, Dad Duke's contract. And Do they um, also have hostess contract, hostess contract as well. So this isn't the first Jeez. time they've done, they've traded with Chicago. I,
2: I didn't understand either of those because no, neither of those players is ever going to play again. So why trade for their contract? Why would you help another team free up cap space just to hurt yourself?
0: Uh, that's the thing. I don't know what Arizona's thinking. They're just trying. I guess they're trying to stay relevant with play- like because if you can somehow bring the guys back, which is a really big stretch you know, it would be nice to have Zook and Hosa on your team at a, at a point, but I don't know. Arizona is a whole... I can go on a whole diatribe like about...
2: Arizona's. Mo- whenever Arizona makes some sort of transaction, like, or trade, they it's either they win or the other team wins. It's never one of those like good trades for not, both it's teams. It's never a 50-50 like the, trade. The Ronta Stepan trade, that was a good trade for the Coyotes.
0: That was the last time I think I've ever seen a good trade out of them.
2: This trade at least on paper because obviously it's been less it's been a little over 12 hours and none of those players have played a game yet, but this trade is completely one-sided in favor of Chicago right now.
0: Oh yeah. It's, I it's don't also- see this being a trade that you look at as an Arizona fan and you say, "Well, you know, this tra- this trade changed our season a bit." No, this is going to be a very low-key trade. Perlini
2: was on their first line, so that was kind of surprising.
0: Yeah, so it's like, why would you even get rid of them? I don't know. Arizona is a whole mess. Can like, we just I'll... talk about how Arizona has 10 shorthanded goals in the season already? Is that even possible? Yeah. Is it very possible? Arizona? I just said it.
1: <laughs> Going through statistics right now, I will not lie to you, Let's see. Derek Stefan has two. Grabner has four. Those two guys that's have what been no, Gra- that's what That's all Grabner does. It ain't over. All the Brad does. Richardson has three. Uh, Lawson Kraus has one. And that equals ten. And I believe they're leading the league in short-handed goals right now with ten. For for a team that's currently sitting... Uh, seventh
0: in the Pacific.
1: Is that where they're at right now?
0: Seventh in the Pacific, I believe they're... Yeah,
1: seventh in the Pacific. They're 9-11-2.
0: Yeah, they're... They're not. They, so, but then again, they've been in the basement for so long. They have maybe this, they just wanted to just, improve
2: on their special teams. I, I really don't know why they made this trade because they do have the best penalty kill in the league, which I didn't expect.
0: But then again, when you're 29th in the league, what do you, what do you expect?
1: You yeah, got one of the fastest guys in the league too, Michael Grabner. So
0: once again, it's like, yeah, you're 20. You, you're You're not. This team is not going to be relevant for a long time i don't understand why they until they move to houston right yeah no until they move <laughs> to houston i i will believe that they will be the whatever it is houston whatever's a down down the line they're not a relevant team they're sitting in 29th and they're gonna be probably the second or third overall pick in the draft well,
2: they're on the bright side they're sitting higher than a lot of people
0: thought 29th yeah really
2: that is higher than I thought they were going to be.
0: <laughs> well, then again, you have LA at the bottom, so I'm not Which really Which I sure also didn't expect. No one expected that. But last piece of news for today is the Montreal Canadiens place Carl Alsner on waivers. The Canadiens cleared the spot for a 23-man roster ahead of Shea Weber's return. So this makes sense because, you know, you're getting back your captain in Shea Weber. He's finally coming back, so Alsner was the guy to bite the dust. Understandable. Now, th- I'm not. I'm not. We're not going to sit here and talk about, you know, what he did for Montreal because there was nothing really great he to write didn't home do about. Do anything for Montreal, really? You know, he did he, the the biggest thing Allsnar has to his name is that he was on. La- I believe he was on last season's Stanley Cup champion winning team, in the Capitals. Or was he traded? No,
2: he he left in free agency a couple years ago.
0: Oh, I thought he was on. Okay, my fault. But where's he get? I think the the question is like he's going to end up somewhere.
2: I I honestly don't... Th- I think he's going to clear waivers. I don't think anyone's going to want to pay his contract. What is uh, his contract? Well, his see. contract's at least four and a half. Big.
0: It's, um, well, they just had it up. The, the, um, Last
2: year was his first season in Montreal. He had 12 points in 82 games. So uh, he's he has one point in eight games this year.
0: Okay, so he's not good.
2: Well, he's declining a lot earlier than he should be. This guy's thirty years
0: old. Yeah, and he's already I mean, declining. <laughs> he probably has injuries on top of that.
1: Uh, his contract right now—he signed a contract on July first, ha- having left the Capitals as a free agent after nine seasons. He grew to a five-year, twenty-three point one million-dollar contract with the yeah, Canadians. No one's going to no one's going no to one's gonna want to pay that, yeah.
2: especially for the incredible lack of production. Yeah, so and Montreal's probably
0: like, "Hey,
1: we, we got this guy. Look, 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 who we got?" And then they're looking at themselves. He sounds French. Point. That's why. What? What?
0: Look at every player on the Canadiens' roster. If he sounds or looks French, Bergeron will take him.
1: Name one guy that looks French. too.
0: on the team? Yeah. I'm not like gonna pull the roster. I'll pull the I, roster. No, you're right like, now. Oh, let's, let's okay, keep moving on. Yeah. Let's keep moving then. All right, so that's all the news we had to cover. So let's get into the first segment. And that is Beast of the East. So we're gonna look at each team and we're gonna I'll go first. So my my pick for this for this week is the Washington Capitals. Okay. And the Capitals are finally getting over their cup hangover. And we will talk more about them when we come back. We're gonna take our first break. You're listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org.
3: Coming to the Tilla Center for the Performing Arts. The Colors of Christmas. Peebo Bryson, Taylor Dane, John Sakata and Denise Williams. Friday, November 30th at 8 p.m. Call 516-299-3100 or visit TillaCenter.org. For over 50 years, the Pioneer has kept LIU Post informed on all things happening on campus and beyond. Pick up a copy today for free, in print or online, and get connected with the Post community. Stay up to date on the latest in news and opinion. Plus, get exclusive coverage of LIU Post Pioneer Sports. The Pioneer is four post by post, and there's always an opportunity to get involved. To find out how you can contact, join, or advertise in the Pioneer, visit liupostpioneer.com. Get your copy of this week's Pioneer in Hillwood Commons or visit liupostpioneer.com to download the latest edition. The Pioneer, informing LIU Post for over 50 50- years
0: welcome back to post to post here on my wcwp.org and we are going to get right into beast of the east where we look at an eastern conference team and see where they are and if they're at the top of the league and why they're there and my pick i've already said before the break is the washington capitals who i believe are finally getting over their stanley cup hangover because now they're first in the Metro Division.
2: Took them long enough.
0: Yeah, and one of their main benefactors, who is final, who I believe is finally not drunk, is Alexander Ovechkin, as he's finally coming to to back to his normal self in the game against New York on Sunday. Feeds it Carlson. With the front deflection score. Alex Ovechkin. The game was Saturday, not Sunday, but let alone Ovi is finally back to his normal self, and the Capitals are f- just back. and It's sad to say, but as a as a, t- as a fan of a division rival, but now is this team still a threat? Now that they're back to form, oh yeah,
2: definitely.
0: They're always a, yeah, a the- threat
2: as long as they have as long as they have the team that they have. They're always a threat.
0: They've become a
1: threat, I believe, after their Stanley Cup win, you know? I mean, you really couldn't see them as a threat in the playoffs, but you could see them as a threat in the regular season for the past couple of years. But then, you know, look at them. They finally made the Stanley Cup final. They played the Vegas Golden Knights, a team that just got into the league that didn't have a lot of experience but still proved to be one of the you know dominant teams of last season. And they still coming on top. So now they're really dominant in every single category.
0: Now, the only thing that I could possibly bring up that will make them less effective is they have a few injuries, and the three main injuries are Kuznetsov, Brooks Orpik, and TJ Oshie. And, and yet, they are still first in the. They're still first in the Metro,
2: and they climbed to first without them, which just shows the depth that they have in, in the minors. That they have they have talented players that, while they may not be as talented as the players that are injured in Oshie and Kuznetsov, you can bring up players and you know you'll still be okay. And then when those players come back, you can go on your run.
0: Yeah. Now, this is the main thing because there is, in my opinion, there is no time that you shouldn't be thinking about playoffs because we're already in December. And once once you get past that Christmas break, you know, it's it's time. It's crunch time. It's you're getting close to the end now. Now, especially when you play games against a, your division rivals, which has been this last week of this month, which they played the Rangers on Saturday, play played the Islanders tonight, and they played the Devils on Friday. So these are kind of, to me, must-win games because you need to beat your division rivals if you want to get a, higher, a better chance at playing a lower-seeded team in the playoffs mm-hmm. because the Metro is... Once is now. It's a little lopsided, uh, yet it's v- still competitive. So, with this, the Capitals can they possibly be back-to-back champions? No, you don't believe that they can do what Pittsburgh did? No, I mean it's possible.
2: Anything's possible. I think Pittsburgh's it's a much different happen. team than Washington. Pittsburgh's a much different team than
0: Pittsburgh was two years ago. But that's a separate issue. <laughs> yeah, well we know that. Well, to me, I think it's possible now here's the reason i think it's possible one is the playoff structure because the playoff structure is probably one of the most ludicrous things in the nhl today because you don't play you don't do one versus eight which would be nice you do one i've never
1: i never liked it when they changed it i've always yeah. thought it was one through eight, two through seven was a perfect format and then they just had to go and like ooh, look we're different like kind of thing you know yeah
0: but to me you're gonna play a low you're gonna play the I believe, second wild card team
2: yeah whoever finishes it's the whoever wins the conference is the plays the second wild card winner and then yeah. the other division winner plays the first wild card winner
0: so to me it's like the capitals actually they, they've proven that they can easily get past most teams in the Metro now if they can get past t- tough teams in the Atlantic, is wait to see. But I do think it is possible because you know the the East is not. Besides, like what three or four teams in the Atlantic, and maybe one or two teams in the in the Metro. There's not that much competition for them, especially if they start to play uh, like the Washington Capitals who won the Cup. I
1: mean, if they start playing Tampa and <laughs> Buffalo, who we'll, we'll get into later, it, that seems like a hot team right now, but. I feel like Tampa could give them a run for their money.
0: Well, they did, they did in the in the Eastern Conference final. That's true. Which you don't get to see an Atlantic team till the Eastern Conference final. Hmm. That's why I think that the Capitals they could possibly do it again, especially if they you know, once you get back whose nets off Oshi and Orpik, if you get them back before the All-Star break or even after the All-Star break. How, are their injuries that bad? Uh no. Huh. That's why I'm thinking they can tomorrow. <laughs> well no, they, there is about the, the I think the shortest one is Orpic with two to three weeks. So, you know, it's going to be until late December, early January. At least until the Christmas break, I would think you'd keep him out just because it's rest. Mm-hmm. You know, because y- the, season- the season itself is not a sprint. Once you get past the the All-Star break, then it's a sprint. So I think... Okay, question. Do you see any
2: correlation between the Capitals getting Tom Wilson back and their sudden surge?
0: No, Tom Wilson is. I think it helps. I think that it helps that he got came back, but I don't think it's anything that'll drive the team. They were doing fine in the beginning of the season. They hit a little bit of a rough stump, which was expected because you just won the cup and your the championship hangover is a real thing. In my in my opinion, it's a real thing. It happens to everybody. So to me, when I saw that, I was like, you're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be sluggish. We we saw what Ovi did over the over the summer. He's going to be sluggish. Mm. So, you know, when Wilson came back, I don't think there's any correlation. I think it was just good timing to get you know one of your bigger bodies out there to help. You know, he dig is on and a, do a five player.
2: game point. He's played seven games. He has it. He's on a five game point streak. So that I he is he a also contributing probably,
0: factor. Well, then again, he's on the first line. That helps because you don't have Oshi or picking Kuznetsov. You don't have the regular linemates or the regular power play guys to help you. So guys like Wilson, who just came back and is probably hyped up to come back after a long suspension, he's probably like, these guys are out. I can shoot some goals. I can shoot, I can shoot some, some goals. goals.
1: I can score some goals. I like that's Tom Wilson's like, you know, mind like right now. It's like, like yeah, I can do goals. I, I can I, do I, things. I can do some stuff. I can
0: do more than fight. So, well, no, I, I, don't, I don't see that. But, but uh, that's, why, that's why I think Washington is the beast of the East. What do you think, Rand? Um, well, who's your pick? I, I agree with you with the with the Capitals.
2: They have a a good shot now. But my pick for beast of the East is the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we we've, we've said this before because the the Lightning are just they're ridiculously stacked, and they have been led recently by the number three star of the week according to the NHL, Nikita Kucherov.
3: Back to McDonough, who's working with Slater-Cuckoo. And it's Point, racing in. He's got Kucherov! He scores! Nikita Kucherov, what a burst of speed from Point and Kucherov. It's a one-goal game.
2: So Nikita Kucherov is still in one of the best players in the NHL. There's no arguing that. Leading the team in points. And he's just been on this this recent hot streak where he's not scoring a lot of goals, but he's getting a lot of assists and setting up other players, which is what you want, which is what a good all around player does. And he, he's the player he's setting up the most is Brayden Point, which we just heard. Point's got 17 goals, and even without uh, Andre Vasilevsky because he's he's out with a broken foot right now they're
0: still in the top of the Atlantic. But when you have all that firepower you can lose to, and when you have the defensive power they do, this is an all-around. We've said this, I think, many times on the show. Tampa is the probably one of the best-built teams in the league today. So to lose Vasilevsky, you have enough guys to come back in and help out on the offense and the defense. Hmm.
2: Yeah, but the offense and the defense can only do so much. If, if they're having a bad game, and they're allowing a lot of shots, Vasilevsky's not there to stop them and they don't really have that much of a like goalie depth.
0: Yeah. I I think I said this last week too. Um was it Domingo?
2: Yeah, Louis Domingue.
0: Louis Deming. He doesn't is you know what? Do your best. If if you lose a few games, you lose a few games. You know, I understand that the Atlantic is tough. You have teams like Buffalo who are slowly catching up to you. Toronto, who has been on your tail the entire season, and Boston. So, you know, wouldn't surprise me. But I would expect him to lose a few.
1: Now, you mentioned Kucherov before as being, you know, one of the best guys in the league. And I just, seeing his development over the few years is just crazy. Yeah. You know, looking at statistics, in his first year, in his rookie season, in 2013-2014, he only had 18 points in 52 games. Not much. But just looking at the year after, 65 points, 66 points, 85 points, had 100 points last year, and now he's got 23 in 24 games, or I'm sorry, 32 in 24 games already. But also leading to Kucherov's success, if you look at his shot total, every single year, he's taken more shots than the last year. It went from 102 to 191, to 209, 246, 279. Like, this guy knows if he'll shoot he has a chance of scoring. So that that's a huge Tampa success right there. You know, Stamkos, got to say, he's been dying down a little bit. And it's been injuries, you know. But I think Kucherov is starting to look like the new face of the Tampa Bay Lightning.
2: I, I can agree with that. Kucherov, I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but I think he progressed quite a bit faster than they expected. I feel like they may have thought... He would have just started coming into his own maybe a year or two ago, but it started three like just his sophomore season, and he's just been taking off
0: since then. I would I I agree with you, Nick. And the thing with Stamkos, because you're right, you're right. I believe Kucherov will be, is the future face of this team, even though Stamkos is now. But you you look at look at Stamkos; he's 28. Kucherov's but, 25. Yeah, but wait, <laughs> that's nuts. That's nuts. He's three <laughs> years younger than him. He's doing he's doing much better than him. the only thing that I. The sad thing about Stamkos is he he's twenty eight, but with the injuries, he plays like he's thirty. He's starting to hit the he's starting to hit the wall. He's, he's
2: got bad of the he's age. He's got bad ankles.
0: Yeah, no, and you can't really do anything about that. That's just just the wear and tear of the game catching up to you. Mm. So, but, but still, it's Tampa. You know, you're not. That's why they're one of the best teams. It's Tampa Bay. They're they're a great built team, and that's why they're one of the biggest threats in the East. So. Nick, who's your pick?
1: My pick is the red-hot nine-game winning streak Buffalo Sabers. I just feel like th- I should have saw that coming. Th- this team, man, is on fire lately. Their first. I'm sorry. Now that since Tampa won, they're second in the Atlantic with 34 points. They have a record of 16 six and two. Who would have thought that the Buffalo Sabers, near the halfway point of the season, would have a positive record? You did. I thought. Well,
2: positive record is, is one thing. You could be like 10, be 9, and 2, Sorry. and that's, that's a positive record. A really but over 500. I didn't <laughs> expect them to be 10 <laughs> games over and go on this ridiculous 9-game winning streak. I mean, and the fans, obviously, you are noticing it because hmm. there's people at the game. Yeah. <laughs> the stands are filling up, and it's just crazy to believe that this, yeah. this Sabre May actually be good again. Mm-hmm.
0: They, this is a long time coming. The Sabers have been in the basement for how long? It's now? always been S- Sabers and Oilers at the
2: bottom, mm-hmm. and now the the Oilers are still kind of trying to find their way, and the Sabers just absolutely
3: skyrocket.
1: Oilers kind tripped of tripped the Buffalo Sabers, and they're race to the top, and it's like, see you later. Yeah, we're just gonna,
0: <laughs> we got Deline, we got Eichel, we're, we're going. I mean, we got
1: this. But, I mean, they got two injuries right now in Patrick Berkeland and Scott Wilson, uh, both upper body and lower body injury. Um, not much of a big, you know, down, downfall watches. for them. But just looking at their roster right now, Jack Eichel is being a captain. He's got 28 points. He's leading the way. Jeff Skinner is a fantastic fit in Buffalo. And he, he's just working with Jack Eichel really well and Jason Pominville. You know, that's a line right there. Sam Reinhardt is finally doing some stuff. Oposo oh, has 14 points in 24 games. Uh, Rasmus Dalin is sixth in scoring in the Buffalo Sabres right now.
0: Yeah, he's got a nice chance of winning the Calder too.
1: This team is hot, and their next game is against San Jose. That's going to be a very nice matchup. And that game is tomorrow, the 25th game of the season.
0: So, yeah, I agree with you. Buffalo, they they deserve this. They really do. It's been a while. It's been a long time coming. So with that... Buffalo Sabres, the Lank Division Champions. Don't get your hopes up. We will, we'll <laughs> get back to that We'll one. get back to that. Don't get your hopes up. So with that, we're going to take our second break. You've been listening to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. We'll be
3: right back. Take WCWP with you wherever you go with the WCWP app. Listen live 24-7 to all of our streams, all from one app. Plus, call the studios directly from the app and visit our social media. Download the app through the iOS App Store on Apple devices or the Google Play Store on Android by searching WCWP Radio or visit WCWP.org for links. The WCWP app, available now on iOS and Android devices. Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Post Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with a tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog.
0: Welcome back to Post to Post here on my WCWP.org. I'm your host, Anthony Cavaretta, and we're going to jump right into our second, second segment of the night, the Wild, Wild West, where we do the same thing as Beast and but we look at the Great Western Conference. So with that, my first pick, who is surprisingly hot, is the Calgary Flames. Now, pun intended. Hot flames. Is there yes. a pun intended? Um, yes, pun is very intended. Boo. They're on fuego. So, you know that that I personally think the flames are a very low key team. They're not flashy. They're not, you know, they don't they don't make they're not they're making noise, but they're doing it in a way where it's like they're only they're only they only have twenty nine points. They have fourteen wins, nine losses. And one OT, so you know they have a seven and three home record, seven and six away. So they they're not this team where it's like, oh, we're great. At, we're we're not like Nashville where you know we're nine and three at home and eight and three on the road, or they're not like Minnesota where they're eight and two at home. They 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 do it. They're very well balanced, and that has a lot to do with their players. They have I, I there's players on this team who I was. Shaq that are not producing, and then there are players who are finally becoming full-blown NHLers where they are just doing great. You have Matthew Kachuk leading the way and Johnny Goudreau also leading the way. they both tied on the team with 27 points. Kachuk has 12, 12 goals and 15 assists, and Goudreau has 8 goals and 19 assists. you got Sean Mountahan, Elias Lindholm, Mike Giordano. It's great, and it's... They're a team that, to be honest, I would have not seen here last season. I feel like they were gonna regret um you know go back a little bit more. They wouldn't have been doing this, mm-hmm. but they're doing well, and there's players on the team where like i that I thought were gonna do really well that are not, but I digress yeah you know, as
1: much as I like the Calgary Flames in the West Coast, I have to disagree because I believe that really. The Calgary Flames are a great team, sometimes. That's the only thing. And, you know, you say that you're surprised to see him up there, but I feel like this happens every year. I feel like the Calgary Flames are, like, up in the top three in the first half of the season, and then something happens. They just can't find their groove anymore, or someone gets hurt. That's a big thing, and they kind of, like, run around with chickens without heads. And the, the Calgary Flames just drop. And they don't, make, they don't make the playoffs, or they just make the playoffs, but we all know the last time they made the playoffs, it wasn't a pretty
0: pitcher. God, this reminds me of the uh, Minnesota argument that I have with you every week.
2: Uh, that one's a little more in-depth.
0: But, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but in this Pacific division, which has been very disappointing. disappointing Yeah, great, great word for it. It's disappointing. You have teams that you thought were going to be on top, like L.A. and Edmonton, and they're just not. I, I, never believed, I never I really never thought should. LA was going to be on top. You th- you I saw this coming? I thought they were going to be top no,
2: 3. I,
1: I, no, I didn't think they were going to be high at all. I thought they were going to at least make a wild card spot. No. It, if you go back to our predictions, I I swear I that. I you that do that. that. You I checked sure that. that. I swear that I said that LA well I I said that LA was going to be in the top 3 for the specific division. I I just, with their roster this year, I it's you old, know, old men. It's only on Anze Kopitar. Where is Ilya have you heard, I mean Have you heard anything about Ilya Kovachuk lately? Yes, actually, the trade rumors. Oh,
2: you trick. actually have the Kings finishing third in the division.
1: That was a different Nick Matina. That was a different <laughs> Nick Matina. <laughs> that,
2: that was, was not your it. father.
0: Hi, Dad. <laughs> but Calgary to me is just surprising. Uh, they did get a few nice acquisitions over the summer, which I thought were going to make them. It was a good trade they made with Carolina. Yes. It helps them both out. It yeah, was no. one of those rare trades that it helps both. It's a good 50-50 trade. So, but that's why I that's why I think uh, I think Calgary's going to stay here for a bit. The only t- there's a few teams that I can see beating them out of first place. I, I do I think they'll I think they could be top 3, but I, 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 f- I have a gut feeling that they're going to be a wild card play team in this, but I do think they'll make the playoffs. James Neal's got to get going. He's Oh, don't do got to get don't.
2: going. They spent so much money on him, it's and he upsetting. has
0: five points. I told you guys, he should have never left Vegas. He shouldn't have left Vegas. No, he shouldn't have. And it would. And it five upsets points. me because I like James Neal. I loved him in Vegas. I, 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 I was this close to getting a James Neal jersey because he was great, and now he's just. He has two points this month. It. That's it. <laughs> a
2: goal and an assist. That is it. Talk the, about
0: red hot. <laughs> Yeah, you need. I think this is a player who needs to change of scenery and fast. Get out, get out of Calgary. Maybe it's, just need to smack in the head from somebody. Somebody, I don't know. Just get out. There's no. This is this is not the play, This is not a team for you. The system. It's either the system that doesn't work, or I don't know. He because he was good in Nashville. It was, like he when was, was good he was in Vegas.
2: Pittsburgh. He. That's when he started to become, like the James Neal we all know and anthony loves i love him he's a great <laughs> player he's a great but, guy and then he's declined a little bit he didn't score as many points in nashville then he went to vegas last year in the expansion draft and he kept up the production a little bit and now he's just he's just nowhere to be found like he's there physically but he, he's he's not performing at
0: all you know what I think it is, and uh, it's, I'm going to make a weird comparison about this, but... Oh, boy. It, well, hear me out. <laughs> it's like...
2: Um, I'm always interested to hear your comparisons and your expression. Yes. it It's like um,
0: Carl Hagelin. He went, to, he went from an East Coast team to a West Coast team, didn't produce on a West Coast team, came back to an East Coast team, produ- produced extremely well, won two Stanley Cups, and now he's on a West Coast team and is not producing either. He likes Eastern Standard Time. Maybe that's it. When, I think for James Neal... Did you really just say that? <laughs> I think I for James Neal, he needs a change of scenery. He needs to play in a different city. You know, look at the two teams that he played on where he was really producing. Pittsburgh, where you're playing with a lot of great players like Crosby and Malkin. When the era
2: he played on in Pittsburgh, it's kind of hard not to be a good player mm-hmm. <laughs> when you had Crosby and Malkin in their primes.
1: Yeah. You got a line that will produce. And it, then, there's not one line that won't produce
0: Yeah, and then you had, you performed, you produced well in Nashville, which was a great team who had a lot. I think it also depends on the city, too. Because look at those those three cities are hockey cities. Mm. Vegas, which became, which was, you could not. You think Vegas is a hockey city already? Last season it was.
2: Because people liked new things. It was bright and shiny and new.
0: It was like, now, look at this, now this. no one's there. And
1: they're like, oh, look, I could spend money and bet on these guys. <laughs> yeah. Because they no. so
0: well. You had Nashville, which was hot. You yeah. know how much money Nashville's people lost? Hockey. How so much
2: you... money people lost trying to bet that they were going to win Stanley Cup? It's not like James Neal didn't do well yeah, in exactly. Dallas either. He did well in Dallas.
0: Yeah, I forgot he went to Dallas. He was, he was he drafted, was drafted Dallas. by Dallas, and they traded him three to years. He oh, played from 2008 sorry. to 2011 in Dallas. till the beginning of 2000. So he,
2: he did 2010. well in Dallas. I don't really know what's, what's happening with James Neal right now.
0: But we'll get off James Neal.
1: So, Nick, who is your pick for the Wild Wild West? You know, I had some difficulty trying to pick a team because I haven't heard a lot about one specific team breaking out. But lately, the Dallas Stars have been catching my eye. And I know they currently sit in fifth in the Central Division, and they're not, you know, too hot at the moment. They're 12-10-2 in the past 24 games. Uh, They just lost against Colorado, a team that's been pretty hot over the span of a month. Um, They got a lot of injuries right now, and it's mostly goalies. And their whole defensive line is gone, too, at the moment. They got a bunch of young guys playing, so they're struggling. But I do see a little bit of a sense of hope in this team if everyone gets back because you look at their injury report, and you got Ben Bishop, Connor Carrick, Martin Hansel, Stephen Johns, John Klingberg, and Mark Mathot. That's their whole defensive core right there. So, you got kind of a problem right there. Um, Martin Hansel has a spine injury. So, I don't see Martin. He's been on long-term injured reserve list. Um, John Klingberg has a hand injury. He might be back soon. Uh, They said missed five weeks. Um, But, I I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's something that's there that will result. If they get their whole core back, this could be a... Hot team, you know. Tyler sagan has got almost a point a game right now. You know, of course, sitting right behind him are who? Who would you think? Alexander Radulov and Jamie Ben. They're fr- his line
2: mates. Their whole yeah.
1: their whole first line is just Dallas is a one line you know, piece right a now. piece of art. But I know you might disagree with me on this, but like in the long run, let's say they get Ben Bishop back. Let's say they get their defensive core back in a couple weeks, maybe before or after the All Star break and if they just if they can win a few games for them then they come back and it's easy
0: i will, i'll agree with you on that because i i like dallas i always like dallas i like the way they play and their and their team on paper is great i like their jerseys Anthony think 2018 <laughs> i don't like their new jerseys they're, new they're, too, jerseys. Green. <laughs> they're too green I'm
1: the, big, the a-
2: stars are more of a, they're a one line team and they're really more of a home a uh, home team they don't do well on the road which if they're going to be a threat they're gonna have to improve their record on the road but if they're if they're healthy if they have everyone back then i don't see why they can't make a run they went on they had some streaks last year where they they were towards the top
0: and also like who do you really have in the central division that can really stop you besides what nashville minnesota and winnipeg you admitted it. So four of the teams. <laughs> I'm not admitting one. that Minnesota is a good four team. I'm just saying that they're above I, them, so it's going to be difficult I, for them to climb back up.
1: I like that Anthony says four of the teams that would so take the four, the that four take, teams that are in front of them. They would take every, every single them. spot <laughs> that they would need to make a playoff spot. So you don't think that they can make anything big? They have no, a lot I of think like they the can.
0: Gets them. I think it also just depends on, um, you know, who's gonna who's gonna fall from that group. It's not going to be Nashville. It's not going to be Nashville. It's not going I don't think it's going to be Winnipeg. I think it's going to be Colorado and Minnesota they're full. And then Dallas gets sneak up behind them. So I'm not on the Minnesota bandwagon. <laughs> I'm crowd. on the
2: Minneso- I'm not I'm not on the Minnesota bandwagon. I'm on the Minnesota hype train. There's a difference. Okay. I'm not uh, rooting for them, but they're a good team. Hey,
1: Dallas used to be Minnesota.
2: True I coincidence. I think not. Exactly.
1: Uh, uh, did Dallas their longest winning streak of the season so far was a three-game winning streak uh, towards the beginning of the year. It was against Montreal, uh, which was a four-one win. They beat Toronto to win a two-win two-one, and then they beat Washington in overtime. So it was a pretty strong wins right there. That was the also when men- they
2: had their healthy
1: yeah. players. And then they yeah. lost, and then they lost to Boston in overtime. And after that, they lost to Columbus 4-1. So, you know, those are two teams that are pretty sitting pretty on top of their divisions right now. But their next game is the 27th, and they're going to be in Edmonton. So I feel like that's a good challenge to see if this team can produce against a team that's not really hot at the moment without a defensive core.
0: We will see. It's it's, an interest, it's going to be interesting what happens with Dallas come come the rest of this first half and the second half. Mm-hmm. So, and, Ryan, we will get your pick when we come back. So with that, you're listening to Post to Post here on my WCWP. When we come back, we will get Ryan's pick for the Wild Wild West, and we look at our hot teams and the games from tonight. So we will be right back
3: you gotta be a bit crazy a little bit out your mind if you've been drinking then you go out and drive you're risking countless lives and your own too plus you risk hurting everyone that knows you yeah they'll be so blue standing at your burial thinking that you were a fool while at your memorial the point is you shouldn't risk those lives if you drink don't
0: drive if you drink don't drive spend a few bucks on a cab or sleep while you've been drinking if you drink don't drive stay alive start thinking stay sober arrive alive if you drink don't drive if you drink don't drive mad dog Looking for some exciting sports talk? Listen to Review and Preview Friday nights at 7 p.m. on WCWPSports.org. With me, Tom Scavetta, alongside my co-host James Montefusco and Chris Klimaszewski.
2: It's two dramatic hours of all the latest news and hot topics in sports. Want to pitch in your own
0: opinion or question? Call in at 516-299-2030 and take part in our live show. Review and Preview Fridays at 7 p.m. on WCWPSports.org. Welcome back to Post to Post here on mywcwp.org. I'm your host, Anthony Cabaretta. And we have one more pick for the Wild Wild West. And Ryan, who is your pick? So my pick for
2: the Wild Wild West is the Winnipeg Jets. Because they've just been, at least in their last game, they were on fire Fuego, Fuego, and yes, that I refuse to say that, but yes, that they're they're sitting in fourth right now, but they're they have a game in hand on both of the teams that are ahead of them in Colorado and Minnesota. Yet they're only two points out, and they have one of the highest scoring offenses, and they also have, in my opinion, the hottest player in the NHL right now in Patrick Line.
3: Connor
0: will pull it to the corner. Goes after the puck, that low in there as well. Little in front, here's Lainey, scores! It's a high five for Patrick Lainey. Lainey with an historic night on Hockey Night in Canada. 7-2 and still counting.
2: So Patrick Lainey the other night had five goals in that game. He By the time it was 18 and a half minutes left in the third period, he had five goals. That is, that's a ridiculous game. And between, between Line A and they have, they still have Wheeler, Bufflin, Hellebuck's doing a great job in net for them. They're a, a threat. They they just have to get it going, a, kick it into the next gear a little bit. They also need to improve their road record, because road record they're 8-2-2 at home. They're only 5-5 five and five on the road. But they're, they've got a nice streak going. They're 6-3-1 in their last 10, and... Their game tonight's against, or their next game is against Pittsburgh. So that should, the way Pittsburgh's been going, that should be an easy win. And Winnipeg's just their offense is, it overpowers a lot, a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, no, Winnipeg. I've said this before. Winnipeg probably has the hardest building to play in. Yeah, but
2: with the light out, Winnipeg and
0: and Nashville, I would say, are the two two same division. Surprisingly enough. But those two teams are the hardest teams to play against home. They do need to fix their their away record. They need to do, be better on the road. But once this team, once they got go, they've been. This has been a long time coming for them since they came back to Winnipeg. Yeah, and they've always been like
2: last year, as, at least last year. They were kind of a, like a, a quiet team for most of the year. But and I've, I've said this before. But then you look at the standings and they have a hundred points, which you have no idea where it came from because you never hear about them. Yeah, but. Did, did they did they struck gold when they drafted Patrick Line. they absolutely did he's got 12 points in his last 5 games and 11 of those 12 points have been goals so patrick laine is on some sort of ridiculous hot streak right now
0: now this is a weird question was he he was the second overall he was second yes he was behind um was it Mc, no i think was it was McDavid?
2: Ma- it was matthews i'm pretty or sure or matthews
0: Because I remember remember he was second, but I don't remember who went before him in that draft. Because, uh, no. um,
2: He was right after Austin Matthews. Yeah, because I think it wasn't... um, It was Matthews, Patrick Laine, Pierre-Luc Dubois.
0: Yeah. So, no, he's proving that he is probably one of the better youngsters in the league. And he's not even hitting his prime yet. This, This is not his prime yet. No, it is not. So... I think I think Winnipeg is going to be very dangerous for, down the road. I've said that before. At
2: at this moment, who would you rather have if you're at a GM? Line a or Matthews? Matthews.
0: Matthews. Still Matthews? Even though he's injured, um I also think it de- I also well, it depends on what aside. It depends on what team he's on they're on because you you look at Matthews and he's on this Toronto Juggernaut. Like Except for their defense, this team is is stacked, and that's without some of their key players from the last few seasons too. So, and then you got Lion A, who this team has been this team was has been built very well since coming over from Atlanta at the end of the twenty twelve season, and now in Winnipeg, he was just kind of added to the team. This team, and now they're making noise. They, they lot. I think this is still them coming off of a very bad loss in the Western Conference Final to Vegas, and now they're like, "Well, Vegas isn't that good, and we've already proven that we can beat most of these teams. So, this is so let's, chance. let's go. Let's put on the Jets, for a lack of a better term." <laughs> ha! Man, you're just on a roll tonight, huh? Yeah, I know it's great. The all the bad and the puns. Jets, all these. All the bad puns are coming puns. out. I was so, going to
1: say before I was looking at the. First round of 2016 draft. How many people are actually playing on HL teams in 2016 draft? Not ready? many. Uh, there's a good amount. Uh, I mean, Matthews, Line A, Pierre Lictupois, uh, Polly Arvey, Matthew Kachuk, Clayton Keller, Alex Nylander. Kachuk uh, was part of that draft. I don't even, I didn't even know. a uh, Sergeychev, excuse me, Tyson Jost, um, who else is Charlie McAvoy, and really that's about it. Uh,
2: Maybe Kiefer Bellows?
1: Kiefer Bellows is in Bridgeport still, oh, oh. which
2: he shouldn't be personally, but that's a different issue. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. Uh, I'm the GM of the New Calendars. No, nah, I trust Lou. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> he always got something Lou. up his sleeve.
0: I like Lou. That's that's Ryan. But So we're going to move on to our Hot or Not teams. And my Hot or Not team, the first time I get to say this all year, Vegas. Vegas is finally coming back, and it's because of probably one of the biggest mistakes Pittsburgh Penguins have ever made, and that is to give up the great Marc-Andre Fleury. Backhanded out in front of a set, Fleury on Milker Carlson. He had, what did he have, two back-to-back
2: shutouts? Back-to-back shutouts on back-to-back days. Jeez. So he's got to be tired.
0: <laughs> Pittsburgh kicking themselves?
2: Probably. Yeah, I, especially since... The choice that they made is apparently now on the trade block and is actively being shopped.
0: Great, smart, good and job. His
2: good job, Pittsburgh glove hand is not not there. Swiss cheese, yeah, basically.
0: So Vegas is finally coming back, and I think they could stay at the third in the Pacific right now with only 25 points, which I find kind of surprising. I feel like there should be more at this point in the in the season. I feel like you should to be to have 25 points, you should be in like a wild card spot. I don't think you should be in third. That's just the way that this division's been going. Yeah. Yeah, because the
1: Pacific Division isn't good right now. You
0: it's know? not. I've said it before, Then it's just not. But, you know, they came off a really nice 6 uh, nothing win against the Sharks. And it, they're starting to look like the Vegas of old a little bit. I would still prefer personally— Vegas
1: of old. It's last year. Exactly. It's last <laughs> year, so it's
0: past tense. But— Personally, I I do feel like there needs to be some more production from their main guys. You know, once you get Stastny back from injury, that'll help. You need Patchery to start, start you know producing. You know, you're you're really making this trade with Montreal that everybody was like you won. You you look like you're losing this trade. You know, Tatar is doing amazingly well in Montreal, and Montreal themselves have been doing amazingly well. So uh, you need Patchery to start producing, and I don't know if this is. Gonna jinx anything, but do you think Fleury's gonna calm down soon? Because I mean, it's only a matter of time before he
2: calms down. Yeah, because he's, he's
0: really become God. It's God mode of Mark Andre Fleury we've been seeing
2: since last season. I think that's just because he's he's now he knows that he's the number one guy because when towards the end of his time in Pittsburgh, Matt Murray was starting to come up and. There was kind of a, do we play Murray, do we play Flurry?" kind of thing. Now it's... It also didn't help that you got injured in the first game of the playoffs. And then then you saw what Murray did, yeah. But now it's, I'm the guy, and I'm going to do whatever I can to prove that they made the right choice by drafting me. And he absolutely is, and he's having the time of his life.
0: Yeah, he loves it in Vegas. I love watching the clips of him, and he's going like there was this one video. He's just like he's driving in the drive thru and just getting Krispy Kreme donuts for the whole team. It's great. He loves it, and he's the he loves the city, and you know Vegas is just great. I I think that they're gonna do very well again. I think now that they've gotten the whole oh we're an expansion team phase out of the way, mm. I think they're doing well. So let's quickly jump to Nick. Who's uh, your pick for being hot?
1: So I got to stick with the New York Rangers, you know, and I'm not just saying it because I'm a Ranger fan. I just think this team right now is looking really good. Yeah, they may have lost the last two games. We don't talk about that. But, <laughs> we don't talk about that. <laughs> but looking, you know, before these two games, in the last 10 games, they were 8-1-1. and And even the last 11 games, they were 9-1-1. and They finally found the spark. It was supposed to be a rebuild year, and now everyone's like, wow, we might have been wrong about this team. They're actually ranked on the top 16 now, uh, in the NHL projected top 16. They were 15 last week, but, I mean, still, it counts. Um, Right now they're sitting in the wild-card spot as the
2: Islanders took over third place at the moment. Um, Oh, we're tied. They're actually not in the wild-card spot. Boston and Montreal have the wild-card spots.
0: Oh. Yeah, I, it's the... They're, out,
2: they're one point out. Yeah. I was looking at the wrong... That's my
1: bad. They're
0: one point out, but they're only... They're tied for third in the Metro. And that's nothing to
1: be nervous about. Yeah, you know? I think
2: what it the, was, was they under... They overestimated the rest of the division. They thought why... They they thought everyone else, or, or essentially everyone else ahead of us, and we're going to be at the bottom because you got the defending... The last three Stanley Cup champions, the last... The Penguins and the Caps, they they're in that division. You still got the Blue Jackets, who have proven in the last few years that they're a force to be reckoned with. So they figured, all right, let's now is a good time to tear it down. But the those teams that were at the top are now struggling, and the Rangers are taking advantage of that.
1: One thing I've noticed though is that a majority of those wins coming from a majority of the wins that they got over the past month, you know, as being one of the hottest teams in the league since like. Pretty much Halloween, are teams that were either not in their division or not in their conference. You know, and then they play the, the they play the Fires and they lost. And then they play the Capitals and they lose. But looking back, at the wins, they beat the Islanders five nothing. Okay, they beat the Stars. They beat the Florida Panthers. Uh, they lost. I mean, they beat Vancouver. They beat Columbus. I mean, some of the teams were in their division, but majority of them are not in division or the conference.
0: Yeah, but now you got to win those games. Exactly. In, in yeah, your co- in your own division,
1: and now they have a home and home with the Ottawa Senators, which over the next should two be
0: days. interesting because Ottawa, for some reason, it should be too easy. It's wins. a team.
2: It should be too easy
0: wins. It should a be, but the, the be.
2: Rangers road record is not. It's not good. They they need to fix three, that. Three six and two on the road, and Ottawa and. Then Ottawa, who is 7-4-2 at home, and everyone's underestimating them. They're still not going to go anywhere, but everyone's underestimating them. So it may not be an, as easy a win as some people think. Mm-hmm.
0: So with that, let's quickly go over the games for tonight. And the first one up is the Bruins at the Maple Leafs. Ooh. Those are always Good always games. exciting I games to games, watch.
2: Man. Original Six Rivalry games are always, always exciting to watch. So, who do you have? I'm taking Toronto. It's a home game. So, Toronto. Uh,
0: I'm I'm going with Toronto as well.
1: I'm going to disagree with both of you. I'm going to go with the Boston Bruins. I like how they're playing right now. All right. Uh, I I love that first line. That line of Posh, Bergeron, and Bergeron's hurt. Oh, well. Well. Still going to go with Boston, but
0: I didn't know that. They have a lot of injuries right now. But once they come back, they'll be bought. They're still good, though. Moving on. so Moving on. Devils at Panthers. I think we all know. Devils. Shockingly. Actually, no. Maybe this not. This is one of those, like... Tank Bowl.
2: This <laughs> is one of those 50-50 games. Like, it, it's really not in any team's favor going into it. Because both of these teams are struggling this year.
0: Nah. Yeah. Uh, I would... It's going to be a boring game. This is probably one I wouldn't watch. But I want to still say Devils. I feel like even though the the Panthers are home. I say Devils. So, you guys?
2: Uh, probably the Devils. Yeah. Kincaid's hot right
0: now. I like yeah, the, you know, the Devils. All right, not so unanimous with that. Next one, Capitals versus Isles. Caps. Really? Wow. Tinders <laughs> are at home, too, Ryan. Caps. The
2: Caps are going to want first game against Barry Trotz. They're, there's going to be that oh, extra true. little spark, and they're going to want to stick it to Trotz and say, you should have stuck with us. Jeez. mm Especially on the road in, in Trotz's new home. Yeah. They're they're going to want to
0: stick it to him. They're going to want to make a message. So, Caps. All right. Uh, I say Caps, too. But next one. Oh, Nick, what do you have for that oh, game?
1: Come on. Oh, with uh, that one? um, I kind of like the Islanders in this one. I'm not going to lie. I feel like the Islanders can flunk them.
0: All right. So, next game. Part of the home-at-home that we just mentioned. Uh, Senators come into Madison Square Garden and play the Rangers. You already know why, Rangers. The Ra- Rangers. It's hard to win in right. Madison Square Garden. All right. Next. <laughs> Jackets at Wings. I think we can all say Jackets.
1: Jackets. I think it's going to be a close game, actually. I think the Columbus Blue Jackets will pull it out, but I think it's going to be a close game.
0: All right. So with that, we thank you all for listening to Post to Post here on my WCWP, and enjoy some hockey this evening.